episode 66, Peter Deruda. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha. And go to the Facebook group, like our page. Get to the podcast. Okay, today we have a very useful one Financial Alpha. We have Coach Pete, as he's known, Peter Deruda, the man behind the Financial Safari. This is um, basically a radio show. On North was based in North Carolina that started in 2007. Coach Pete, as he quickly became known, built a radio and television studio at his office in North Carolina and began to produce the weekly show. Today, the show can be heard and seen on radio and television stations across the United States as well as online. The mission of the Financial Safari is to equip you with the tools and knowledge that you need to successfully navigate through today's complex financial ju- jungle. So this is going to be a very useful show for all of us, guys. I don't think anyone out there can say, yep, I don't need extra advice on this aspect. So firstly, Pete, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I sure am. How are you doing? I'm doing good. As I say, I need some financial advice, Pete. So you're the, you're the man. <laughs> Brilliant. Everybody does. Everybody needs advice. Yeah, that's why it's obviously a very useful topic. And that's why Financial Safari does so well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to your bio? Because we talked just previously and you do have quite a few bits financial safari as you said is like the big thing that's out there but you do quite a few you're a busy man so is there anything else you'd like to add to your bio well i'll tell you it, keep, it keeps me busy what i do i mean I, I like to i'm a gemini i was born in may and so i like to do more than one thing at once so i've got a lot of you know, i'm juggling a lot of balls at all times but I, I, I think the main thing for your audience is if you feel yourself getting a little bored with your current career or whatever you're doing don't give that up, but start something else on the side and see if that can keep you busy. And when you do that, though, it's so easy to lose track of the most important things to me are family. Obviously, family is important, but in order to do the things you want to do with your family, you have to have money. And, and I see a lot of people making mistakes with their money because not that they don't want to do the right thing, but they're so busy on the other side of their life, they forget about their money side. And, you know, to me, I, 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 we're trying to get it out there. We try to keep it very simple. when We talk about the money world because anything in life, if it gets too complicated, you, you just lock up and don't listen. Everyone sat in the class before where they felt that way. Completely agree. Um, I just want to know about your origins. I see it's North Carolina is where the financial safari started. Um, is that where you're currently based and where you spend most of your time? Yeah, we have a unique position. We're right in the what's called the Research Triangle Park of North Carolina. So we have a lot of the big worldwide tech companies, biotech companies, and a bunch of universities here. And so it's enabled us to get quality employees and also quality information. And, and we have one of the highest speed internets here in North Carolina too. So we are beaming our show out across the nation right from here. Plus we're close to the beach, which never, which never hurt anybody. Oh my goodness. This sounds like a really good spot. So, um, <laughs> it's nice with our origin question then, how did you get to become Coach P on the radio, and in this, in, in that nice spot, did you grow up there originally? I mean, what did you want to do when you was in high school? How did your journey get you to this point? Was it always finances, finances? I'm interested to find out. Well, I interviewed with the FBI when I was in college. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, I went from FBI to the financial world. 
You know what? And, and it, there are some parallels here because I don't like people being lied to or fooled. And, and uh, you know, in the financial world, it, it, there's a place where there's a lot of sharks hidden here. And, and we see it every well, we see, we see the dramatic ones every every couple of years breaking out, like the Bernie Madoffs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, everybody across the world knows who Bernie Madoff is now. And nobody knew who he was before he stole all his clients money. But <laughs> we have to do the right thing. You know, and it's funny because. I mean, there are just so many, there's so many dirty tricks out there in the financial world in general. And so I, th- I think the parallels to me wanting to, you know, know what's going on behind the scene and keep the, keep the bad people at bay ties right in with the financial world. And since 1991, I've been in the financial world, got out of college in 88. So for three years between the financial world and where I'm doing, what I'm doing now, I was a mortgage broker. So again, you talk about some dirty tricks. I saw all the dirty tricks in the world when people were trying to either buy a new house or refinance. So, you know, it's, it's a complicated world, but it doesn't have to be. And, and that's that's our story each week on the show is, is there are easy ways to approach financial planning. I see on the show, you, as you know, each week you have a guest on from sort of a different area of the United States. Um, what were some of the sort of key themes or key, I suppose, advice? And I'm sure you talk about different things and they bring their unique perspective to it. But what are some of the key pieces of advice that pop up week on week when it comes to financial planning? Yeah, again, it's it's get informed and, and become your own boss when it comes to your financial world. It, it's great to turn the, uh, I guess, hand the baton over to somebody else who knows more. But yeah. if you totally ignore it and don't pay attention to what's going on, there's a big difference between micromanaging and paying attention. So in the financial world, if you can at least pay attention and trust somebody to micromanage your portfolio for you, I think that's the, the ultimate step. Too many people just throw the throw the money to a financial advisor and assume everything's fine. And again, we just hear so many stories where it's not. I was going to say, I imagine that's something like uh, Mike Tyson did that back in the day because he didn't really show much interest and he got absolutely done over and <laughs> lost all his Absolutely. Money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example, a real good example. You know, he was, uh, and when he started worrying about what was going on with his money, he, he became a lot worse of a fighter. I mean, when he lost his, his way and, yeah. you know, that's when he went downhill. Sure is. Yeah, no, I suppose he's, he's in the mindset. I suppose as people in his position sometimes are, they're earning so much, they're just concentrating on earning it and bringing in a lot of money and, and you know, thinking they're paying people good money to look after it. Um, so, and so like you say, they don't pay attention to the detail. And uh, these people are looking after the money, but not with his interests <laughs> at heart. Well, you know, and that, that goes back. That's a good point right there. Do what you do best and then hire people to do the rest. Yeah. And I, I, have, a, I, have, a, my, I have a personal assistant. I call her my vice president of worrying. And anytime I have any worry at all, money-wise or, or bill-wise we're talking about, I turn it over to her and I don't worry about it anymore. And so if you, if you try to micromanage and worry about all the little things, yeah. you forget the big picture. That happened to Mike Tyson. He forgot, what, he forgot his goals. He forgot what he was. Definitely. Brilliant. We talked about, obviously, when you went to uni and then you came out and you had, did three years before this radio show. But I want to go into your sort of your high school because did you always want to be in finances or what, what, was, what was the path? Did, how did you get to this point? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point right there. I, I really don't. Uh, yeah, I think in high school, I started doing some dividend reinvestment programs, which are when you can invest in some of the companies out there yeah. every single month. They take a little bit of money out of your checking account and they, they buy stock. So. Uh, I learned right then that it's it's a lot more fun to watch your savings grow than watch your bills grow. So 
Now, I tapped into my – I sold some stock in, in college to go on, like, vacations and stuff, spring break in college. But if I hadn't have saved the money, I wouldn't have had it there. So, you know, that's – I think a lot of people think that once they start saving money, it goes into some imaginary lockbox they can never touch again. And that's the worst way to think about financial – the financial world in general. Really, when you put money aside, that money's there for later. And I'd rather spend $3 tomorrow than $1 today. And that's that's – you know, that's a – yeah, a micro way of looking at it, but it's it's just it's so easy once you get into a routine to start saving money. And I talk to so many people, especially in the age group of fifty and under, who have access to four hundred one k type plans at their work, savings plans offered by the employer. Yeah. Even their employer will match if they put money in. Their employer will give them extra money into their account. And the and the folks tell me they can't afford to save in their retirement plans. And my line, Adam, is always, if you can't afford to save now, well, you have a paycheck. <laughs> What's going to happen when you retire and you don't have one? I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's <laughs> slightly tougher. Yep. My goodness. Yep. I mean, I think I've undersold you in my bio, actually. I was just thinking, you you know, you're a best-selling author and you, you're quite a personality. And like, there's a TV show. This, this has been made into a TV show and there's a TV show coming as well that you just talked about off air with me. Um, yep. What was the kind of, and there's lots of financial planners out there, but I want to know, like, what was the awakening type moment and how have you made the transition and step to have things like the financial safari, be on radio, be on TV and, you know, traveling around the country. How have you made that transition, number one? And was there ever like a series or a specific awakening type moment when you thought, actually, I can do this and I'm going to go in this route and I'm going to take it up a level? Yeah, the joke with me is always I throw my throw my wallet into the future and go try to find it. So uh, you know, you just throw it and you spend money and do what you have to do. But I, like I used to speak on in, on thirteen different states. I was on a a, a speaking circuit and I would speak uh, to to groups. The groups weren't as big as they should have been, I didn't think. And I was educating people on simple financial topics. And then they had the option after they heard my speech to to meet with me and we could go over their own personal plan and their own. If they have complex issues, go over that with them in, in an individual setting. But one night I was driving back from Tennessee through the mountains of North Carolina, which is that's about eight hours from my house. So I was saying there's got to be a way to reach more people uh, because I'm spending a lot of time. We, I call it windshield time. And, I, and windshield time is no fun, especially when you wake up and you have a steering wheel in front of you. So <laughs> I said that's I, I, I had the radio on that night and I said, there's got to be a better way to reach people. Gosh, I've got a radio right here. Why don't I go on the radio? And so I, I basically cold turkey. I stopped going out around speaking and started radio. And in, in life, if you don't really approach things and roll your sleeves up and be and get serious, yeah. you're nonchalant. And I, and I basically, that's not the way I do it. I, I, I went forward straight ahead and, and got tunnel vision for a while there. And once you get tunnel vision, good on something, you focus in on what you're trying to do. It's a lot easier then. And only then, after you get uh, that rolling, do you start trying to juggle other balls. Oh, definitely. That sounds brilliant. Uh, it's good that you, obviously, it comes from a, a real want and need to sort of improve your lifestyle, get that balance, balance there, along with your finances, to not be on the road the whole time. And like you say, help a lot more people in an easier way. So when you decided about the radio, I mean, you can't just walk up to somewhere and get a radio show. Did you do a spot on someone else's show? And it sounds like it really took off. Or did you just start you know, producing things yourself. How did that come about? Well, I started off by calling a radio station and said, I want a show. I want you to supply me with a host and I want it at this time. And basically I let them charge me whatever they were going to charge me. And they, they really, they really stuck it to me, but I didn't know any better. Right. So they charged me a lot of money, but it got me a little experience. And I said, wait a minute, I can do this myself. I started hiring guys from radio stations and I built a studio 
and now we've got seven seven studios here in our office. So, you know, it's it's basically you got to start small and then you start small but think big at the same time. And it's an interesting paradox there: when when to go big and when to stay small. But it's not my personality to stay in the background. That's brilliant. So instead of basically instead of like going on with a, a ra an established radio show in the end, once you've made that decision, you've literally built your, your radio station and you pretty much own all about financial safari. Is that, is that, am I understanding that right? Yeah, the best way to find radio personalities is to go to a radio station, right? Yes. <laughs> and then to hire them away. So, uh, but you know what I, what I saw is that, uh, and I see this every single week, by the way, in the financial world and, and other people who try to do shows, you never, this old saying, and it's real true, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So luckily my first impression was good because people love the show, but every weekend I hear people trying to do it themselves and they're horrible. They're trying to save money. I guess they're trying to not spend what they should to get the real good show. Yeah. And now they become a joke on the, on the uh, radio. Sort of like when you, when you watch TV and you say, ah, oh, this show, this show stinks. I'm never watching this again. Well, that's what happens. Once they hear your voice in the future, they automatically associate that with a bad show, sort of like a dog. Yeah. When it heard a bell, like Pavlov's dog, when it heard a bell ring, and a new foo was there. So, I mean, people hear you, they turn the channel if you're not doing a good job. And you only get about, especially on radio, eight to 12 seconds to make a good impression. This is brilliant. So, yeah, obviously, we're getting our financial advice. But especially for me personally, doing the podcast and stuff, it's uh, very useful advice. And anyone listening who's interested in starting their own podcast, radio show, TV, anything along there, it's, uh, we can get some good advice from that. So I suppose we kind of yeah. into that. Is there any other key advice when it comes to um, broadcasting? Like you say, mistakes people make when it comes to whether it's video, um, podcasts, radio, any key mistakes or things people should be looking to do when they're starting their own show or trying to, you know, gain traction. Well, this is interesting. That's an interesting question because it's really changed in the last 10 years, we'll say, because everyone has an iPhone now or some kind of device like that or an iPad or whatever. So our attention span has shrunk. It really has. Our brains seem to grow, but our attention span shrinks. So you have less and less of a chance now to capture someone's interest. So you remember the old saying, an elevator pitch was like a 30 seconds pitch yeah. back in the day. You had 30 seconds to tell somebody what you, what you did and, uh, and keep them interested. Now I think it's five to eight seconds. Yeah, so you right. really need to be doing, when you're meeting somebody in person, not only do you need to have a good speech, but you have to be doing something interesting so their, so their eyes can see you, so they don't look down at their iPhone. <laughs> so to learn yeah. to juggle or something. Crazy. Right? Have some dance moves. <laughs> You've got to do something, I'm telling you. And so same thing with, when now this is getting back to what you were asking me, if you're doing a TV show or a video podcast, you have to have some other stuff going on on the screen besides them just seeing you talk, in my opinion. Because if I'm watching someone talk, I'm out of there after a while. Or maybe I'll minimize that screen and I'm looking at some other site and all of a sudden I'm gone. Yeah. So, I know you know, it's you like, uh, yeah, it's, it's not just fading in the sunset. It's, it's gone. So you have to be very careful on that. Uh, what we try to do on our radio show is keep it very fast moving, but also slow down when we need to. So you have to change tempo, yeah. and they do this in football, our American football. I know you guys have football in England, but our American football is, you know, the, the guys in the pads, 11 guys on each side, and every now and then a quarterback will, uh, before he calls for the, the ball, he'll change his cadence, and it will cause the other team to jump off sides because they're used to – they get in a rhythm. So you got to change that cadence, and you got to shock people into listening. Pete, when you was sort of going through this process, it sounds – at the moment, it sounds very sort of like an individual thing, and you sort of very – internally motivated but were there any key figures this is our yoda question were there any uh, key figures that helped you awaken your alpha along the way 
Well, there's a there's a guy named P.T. Barnum. He used to be Barnum and Bailey Circus. I don't know if you remember this, or if you guys have the circus yeah, over yeah, in yeah, England. Yeah, uh, he wrote a book. <laughs> you know, here's one thing about me. I like books, but I like small books. Because yeah. if you give me a big book, I'll look at it, and it'll look good on my shelf. But if, if it looks intimidating, again, it goes back to our to keep it simple. Yeah. If it looks intimidating, I'm probably not going to read it, and maybe, maybe unless I'm snowed in or it's a rainy day or something like that. But a very small book that I can carry with me on the plane and read within the first 10 minutes so I don't have to talk to the person next to me. I don't like talking to people on the plane, by the way. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, I get a sore throat. Not because I'm not friendly, just because I get a sore throat when I'm talking to them at 30,000 feet for well, some and, reason. And so uh, my voice is important to me, too. If you commit, I've done it before, if you commit to, a, especially to the start of the flight, if you're on there for like eight hours and you commit to a conversation or getting with that person and you really don't like it or you can't kind of switch them off, you're stuck next to them for eight hours <laughs> trying to make small talk. Yep, that, yep. Yeah. A long time ago, a buddy of mine named Larry Winget gave me a cover to put on any book that I could take on the plane. It was a cover that said it was a phony cover, and it said how to sell life insurance to the person sitting next to you on the plane. So once I opened that up, people left me alone. (laughs) I know when I'm on a plane, I like probably when we land and you've got like that 15 minutes or so. Yeah. I usually start up a conversation then and have a real good conversation and then I'm out because like. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, keep it short, sweet. Yeah, that's a good portion. But getting back to the book. Yeah, yeah, the good book here, it's called The Art of Money Getting or Golden Rules for Making Money, Your Master Key to Success from P.T. Barnum. And it's only 41 pages, but gosh, it's loaded. It's loaded with information. I think everybody out there could use that. It's almost like a you know, a little cheat sheet you can carry with you anytime. It's small enough. It's it's a great conversation piece, too, because everyone knows who P.T. Barnum is. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. So that's a, a, obviously a key figure and in influence. Was there anyone who actually sort of it could be a right person at the right time, a colleague, a, a family member? Is there anyone who helped inspire you to sort of awaken your alpha or anyone who helped you in business? Maybe in recent years, it's up completely up to you if there's any other figures that you actually you know, met. Well, I've had family members in the past tell me that I couldn't do what I was going to get ready to do and said that that's impossible. So if I'm told it's I can't do it, it's uh, that's my personality. I'll show you I can and I'll do it twice as better than you thought I would. So uh, <laughs> so people that tell me I can't do something to motivate me more than people that are behind me. I, yeah, I compl- I'm completely with you on that. And uh, you seem a lot of times you find more of them people around. But yeah, try and, try and stay away from them people in general. But yeah, they are very motivating. <laughs> One or two of them anyway. Yep. Yep. Correct. So we're going we're gonna to mix this up here now. We're going to talk about changing the pace and different things. This is the yin-yang round. So I'm just going to chuck some 50-50 randomness at you and just go with your gut on this and we'll see where it takes us. We'll find out a bit more about Coach P. Okay. Cool. Okay. TV or radio? TV. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Beer or vodka? Uh, beer. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Stallone. Uh, Hollywood, California or New York City? New York City. Dinner out or dinner in? Dinner out. Snow ski or water ski? Water ski. London or Paris? Hmm, Paris. Mm. <laughs> okay brilliant so i've never been to london so i've been to paris oh, <laughs> maybe maybe london would be good it's hard to make a decision on next i don't know i heard it rained a lot in, in london though so um this is, <laughs> this is accurate i hate to tell you <laughs> okay um 
This is the complete blank around. All you've got to do is complete the blank and finish my sentence for me. And again, we'll find out a little bit more about what makes you tick. Your best friend would describe you as? Outgoing. If I was ever to visit North Carolina, I should? Visit the coast. What's at the coast? Is it just a very nice coast or? Yeah, well, it's got, uh, they've got some <clears throat> really good uh, food down there too. Not only the, the coast, but it's real, the seafood and the barbecue. Oh, nice. For some reason, that just reminded me of Manby food for some reason then. I don't know why. <laughs> I love, love Manby food. Okay. Who would be your ideal guest on the financial radio for you would be? You may have already had that. The ideal before. guest would be Donald Trump. Ah, is is he uh, is he in the pipeline? When's he going to be on there? <laughs> no, Donald's almost in pipeline. Well, he's he's uh, you know we've got to his daughter, but we haven't got to him. Ah, that's, that's still which, pretty good. Which is pretty good anyway. Actually, Ivanka Trump is is uh, probably my celebrity crush because she's uh, awesome and she's in charge of everything in her life. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay, the last time you were drunk was uh, two days ago. <laughs> 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 what day is it today <laughs> yesterday good effort good effort it is monday at least it's a monday at least it's not like thursday and you're saying oh, a couple of days <laughs> was it was it anything of note or just a weekend well you want a long yeah long answer to that is is we i, I did a very specialized small market uh, mastermind group down at myrtle beach oh brilliant south carolina and had five five guys there and we did some i call it masterholics so we uh, we drank and we also and we also mastermind and then a lot more ideas come out that way. Believe it or not. Hey, I'm, I'm... there's always one one guy taking notes too, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm in. That sounds brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Sorry, the important one for me because I'm a I'm into my movies. Your favorite movie of all time is Christmas Vacation. Oh, is that the, they're the ones where there's like about, you know, there's loads of them type of film. Christmas Vocation, is that um, Chevy Chase? That's Chevy Chase, yeah. And it's followed very closely by a movie called Road Trip. Oh, yeah, I know Road Trip. Road Trip's yeah. a bit more modern. So I'm a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Love comedy. Love comedy. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> we're moving on then. So we're pretty much to the alpha round now. Um, this is where you're going to give us all your tools, tips, and tricks. I know you've given us some great advice already, but we're going to start that off with, if possible, if there is, uh, you've already given us one book that men you mentioned before, but we ask our people if they've got one or two books that would really be helpful and a good recommendation for our listeners. You mentioned the first one. Is that one of your books? I'm assuming that is the short book. Yeah, it's 41 pages, but but yeah, that's that's a good book for marketing kind of ideas, but a real good book in the financial world is Paychecks and Playchecks. Ah, by Tom Tom Hegna, H E G N A. He's a real. It's a real good book. Talks about what you're doing now if you're working, but it also talks about how you should be forward forward looking and and remembering that sooner or later your your current paychecks are going to stop and you'll need a paycheck for retirement. So you've got to save on your own <laughs> to be able to play more in the future. Man, I like that. Talk about getting people's attention quick and with something punchy. Paycheck paychecks and playchecks. I like that a lot. Yep, that's right. That's right. Very cool. Um, and again. In this section, we ask you if there's, there's a sort of a success quote or an alpha quote that you like to live your life by on a daily basis and really keeps you on the straight and narrow that really resonates with you. Well, learn from today, but aim for tomorrow is what I always say. Good. I mean, yeah, a lot of there seems to be a theme. Obviously, there's a lot of thought into sort of making sure you're financially set in the future, um, you know, and that you can do all this stuff. 
and you know have a good time have your play checks and so that's nice no, really good okay what would you say is one of your sort of personal daily alpha habits that you know is really essential to the makeup of you and sort of keeps you being productive and keeps you sane basically and productive well i really think my my life is an alpha really i'm always thinking about what's going to happen next i'm always hypothetical i'm going through the hypothetical situations even in the shower matter of fact i do my best thinking in the shower in the morning and i wish i could develop some way to uh that and dreaming about stuff but i mean to, to write this, the things down before you forget them yeah you all like, you ever made that dash through the house to find a pen from the shower yeah. yes and and slipped because <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> never a good thing and specific ideas, yeah, if you don't get them down and, you know, specific things right. or way, ways of phrasing things, they're gone. <laughs> You've got to get them down. You need one of them, yeah. I agree. Waterproof pen, like, yeah, on a, some plastic thing in the shower. We've said that about that, but in that day, so you have your best ideas in the shower. So we say, <laughs> I can take from that you like to shower daily, which is a good sign. Um, is there anything yeah. else, whether, whether it's fitness, meditation, one piece of your schedule, if like your day's squashed a bit tight and you, something's got to go, what's the last thing in your priorities, apart from having a wash, that, <laughs> that has to go? What is really essential that you would, you, know, you would suggest other people do if they really want to sort of up-level their life? Well, the first thing I always do is spend time with my daughter. She's nine years old and, it's, uh, and of course, my wife too, but my daughter is, is just, uh, I want to make sure she is more successful than I am when she gets older. So uh, spending time with her, educating her and getting her motivated about life is always important to me. Oh, absolutely agree. And yeah, things like kids, you know, you get out what you put in and yeah, the best compliment is when people say you've got lovely children and stuff like that. And that's because you put the work in basically. So they're just awesome. But you can get some good marketing ideas from kids now because they, they're not, uh, they don't let any, you know, anything get in their way. So yeah. their ideas are bigger than ours because no one's telling them they can't do it. And as they get older, they've been told so many times they can't do something. Some people get beat down so much they don't try. So I think as we get older, we need to go back to a kid philosophy and, and try things that people tell us won't work, except for like putting your finger in a candle uh, flame or something like that. That never works good. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think there's, a, yeah, when you just, you, we've all got to start, you know, just trying things and having that, that mindset that you can literally do anything. That's why kids, when they're growing up, say, I want to be an astronaut. And then like you say, yep. a couple of years later, it's been sort of smashed down to something that is seen as, you know, stable and more attainable, which is, you know, it's the way things are. But yeah, I think we should all be a, definitely be a bit more kid-like and, and learn from them as we can learn from anyone. So. I agree. Brilliant. Okay. Who would you recommend I should interview next or very soon? And I'm going to look for two recommendations. It could be someone you don't know, or you'd like to say like a Donald Trump or a, someone along them lines um, who you'd love to hear on my show or and or sorry, someone who you've either interviewed yourself or someone you know that maybe off the radar that I probably wouldn't come across by myself, you think's a complete alpha. Well, I like Donald Trump. And then uh, there's, a, there's a local fella I've just recently met when I've joined a local chamber of commerce who happens to be the president. They, they've hired him from somewhere else, but he used to be a business coach to big businesses. And now he's, uh, he's, he's refining his, his focus and uh, Stephen Xavier's his name. He's a real. He would be a really good, uh, a really good interview because he thinks forward and he's, uh, yeah, he's a real good thinker. And he's he's basically kept business owners on track, making sure to clean their mind out of the, uh, you know, being the human garbage disposal and get rid of all the crap in people's minds and get them refocused. Oh, nice. Do you know him personally yet, or? <laughs> I sure do. Yeah, I sure do. Brilliant. Real good guy. And I'd, I'd like to get a 
Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Trump Jr. on uh, at some stage. When did you interview her, Pete? I did. I, I did not interview her. I, I oh. basically spent some time with her on the red carpet earlier this year. Oh, yeah, was, she's was tough that, to get nailed down for interviews. Yeah, was that so. at the Expies in New York? It was. Yeah, it sure was. That was a fun event, and it was a. Uh, you know, it's fun to get that award too. No, definitely. As I say, awards coming left, right, and center for you, and rightly so. And yeah, I saw the photos of. Uh, Mrs. Trump, and that, yeah, looked very, very cool. Pretty much done. I know you've got another interview coming up or a meeting. Um, what was the one question you thought I was going to ask or you was hoping I was going to ask, and I missed a trick I didn't? <laughs> I think you did a good job. I mean, I really think that people out there that are listening to your podcast, and I know you have a lot of people listening, I think they're searching for that one nugget. And why not take what you hear on all your shows but come up with your own nuggets the main thing is, and I go over it over and over again because I see it in the financial world, people being told that they need to do the same thing over and over again. and they, It's the definition of insanity because if you do the same thing over and over again, you expect different results. You're not going to get it. But I think it's just people need to try something outside their comfort zone and not let their, their circle of influence influence them down the path that's going to keep them underachieving. And, and I see it every single day. In, in the business world, in the financial world, in, in all the different aspects of life where even you meet somebody every now and then who's a waitress or somebody working at a coffee bar and you say, gosh, they are way, way under what they should be doing. They're in the wrong job, but they don't even know it. You know, these great personalities out there. And that's, what become, that's becoming a shortage, by the way, of people with good personalities in service organizations. But I think the people with good personalities go, find, go somewhere where they can make more money with their personality. But there's some hidden gems out there, and I'm going to make it my goal in 2015 to find somebody, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be looking for them, but if, it, if they pop in and they, they're waiting on me or, they're, or somewhere, maybe, they're, maybe it's my mechanic or whatever, yeah. if they have a, a people personality, I'm going to hire them. I know what you mean. There's, there's, there's greatness all around us. It's, and like you say, you can overlook yep. it if you're, not, if you're not tuned in and you know, looking for the right thing. So that's absolutely brilliant. Um, what's the best way people can connect with you or find out more if they want to hear a lot more from you? I know you've obviously got the, the radio show, but what's the best way people can connect to you? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we, I try to be an open book and I try to make sure that people can get in touch with me at any time. Uh, you know, it's, it's go to the website, financialsafari.com and click on the contact us button. You contact us, leave me an email or send me an email and I'll, I'll make sure to reply. I, I return all my emails and I try to do it within 48 hours. Perfect. Well, Pete, thanks so much for taking the time today. And, uh, from what we talked about as well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, about a week and a half over in America as well. So that'd be good. And we'll catch up, have a drink and, uh, was, what did you call it? Alcoholic Mastermind, was it? <laughs> it was called Masterholics. <laughs> Masterholics. Mastermind and alcoholics. We'll do some of that. So, that, sounds, that sounds more productive. Yeah, that's right. Okay, brilliant. Well, <laughs> thanks so much. And uh, if you ever need anything, you're over at England Way. When you finally come and visit, hit me up and I'll, uh, I'll show you around and help you out in any way I can. Sounds good, buddy. All the best to your audience. Cool. Cheers. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.